Hey man, it's me, Kevin Smith. Have you thought about joining that Kevin Smith Club? Oh, what a wonderful place it is, man. That's where we archive all the old podcasts I've ever recorded since oh, 2007. I've been doing this early. Um, we got video. I do a morning show called Wake and Bake three times a week. Um, we got exclusive podcasts like Plus One. And so come on, what are you waiting for? Come join us at that Kevin Smith Club. Uh, that Kevin Smith Club members get cool stuff like scripts and uh, pins. And and just recently, uh, some of them got to see Clerks 3 like way early. Um, well, because we hold screenings. So join us over at thatkevinsmithclub.com, man. Thatkevinsmithclub.com. You could be a clerk. You could be a mall rat. You could be a fun employee. You could be a yoga hoser. Um, or you could be anything you want to be in this life. But in that Kevin Smith Club, there are just those four categories. But come join us at that Kevin Smith Club this year. 2022 we launch a new initiative man where like you get props actual props from the movies costumes pieces from the movies uh membership levels get so come join us now's the time to get in on this nonsense man that kevin smith club join me at that kevin smith club.com you've got to throw some cold water on this situation start talking about nerd stuff you know nerd culture is mainstream now so when you use the word nerd derogatorily it means you're the one that's out of the zeitgeist system activate this is netheads with will wilkins and trent hunsaker it's a tech podcast tech podcast but we are a sh- ton cooler than your typical geek you guys rock and now here's will and trent No one listens to the radio. I wasn't even listening. I was listening to podcasts. Podcasts are great. Radio's boring. Indeed. Welcome to another edition of NetHeads. My name is Will, and I played the wrong intro because there is no trend for this bad boy today. Oh, look at that. Uh, anyway, welcome, folks. Uh, hope you're doing well. Uh, I'm doing really good. We're doing something I don't normally do. Uh, which is a podcast that is just netheads, uh, not on our Patreon, but it's just me. I am braving out into the wild by myself. Why? Well, because Spider-Man No Way Home just dropped and I can't help but talk about it. But we got to do it in a spoiler-free way because we will, we, we won't spoil Spidey. Uh, we were specifically asked not to spoil Spidey. So I'm not going to. Not yet, anyway. I don't even know what the appropriate amount of time is. Even though I've got plenty of thoughts to think about on the movie. I've got plenty of opinions about stuff I saw. I got a lot of things that I absolutely loved and adored from this movie. But we're not going to actually talk about any of them today. It's too soon. It really is. I mean, uh, it's... It's one of those things, too, where I don't want to create something that would take people out of the moment, that would take people away from the experience. Uh, And I also don't want to create a piece of content that you can't just enjoy right away if, if you're the type of person that enjoys our type of content. Uh, So uh, we're not going to have any spoilers today. We're not going to be discussing any of the finer points or the details or the the who, what, where, or why of Spider-Man No Way Home. 
Uh, but I'm just going to talk about the experience. And I'm going to talk about uh, pretty much going back to the theaters uh, while we're still in a pandemic. And uh, I live in the state of California and the entire state has reinstated a mandatory mask mandate until January 15th, at least. The idea being that uh, with what we're seeing in New York and everywhere else, Omicron obviously is is spreading uh, another variant of COVID-19. Unfortunately, uh, this is not one of those situations where, you know, we've got uh, uh things taken care of and, and vaccinations are, are covering everything. So uh, we're making sure that uh, should this wonderful uh, pandemic continue and this new variant spread like wildfire, we're doing what we can to mitigate it. Uh, all that said, I, I honestly speaking, um, one of the things that did enter my mind while I was in a movie theater wearing a mask, seeing Spider-Man No Way Home, is I was wondering could this be the first, and I'm not, I'm sorry, uh, I'm laughing because that is what one does when they are nervous. Ian Graham, hello. Checking in from central New Jersey, Stuart Greenberg, 40 miles from Smodcastle in the Secret Sash. What up? See, Stuart isn't going to see this for seven days. And, uh, well, not this. He's not going to see uh, No Way Home for seven days. So, Obviously, talking about details of what's in the movie wouldn't be his cup of tea. Well, I mean, honestly speaking, I think the appropriate amount of time, given when this movie has released, uh, I believe that sometime potentially closer to the new year is when you could really talk about the finer details of this movie. You know, unless you're on some uh, type of like, let's say tiktok i i would almost be okay discussing some of these items there because you can say the kind of things uh that a lot of the the marvel related or uh comic related content creators will do there's they'll just say hey drop a like and come back to come back later even though i would say in that specific platform i would actually say add to favorites and come back later so you give it that hard press add to favorites and come back later because then it's in your favorites because uh on that platform on tiktok you can give away likes like candy so it's like oh let me i know i liked the video and uh well at least i used to be generous like that and give lights like candy it's like oh you know what they put in the time they got me to watch more than seven seconds let's give them a like now not so much anyway Neither here nor there. The whole point, I think, that, uh, that for something like this, uh, we need to have be able to have open forums where people can speak about the movie, but without going into details, especially since, you know, I have, uh, I, I really did what I could to try and avoid spoilers for this movie. Okay. I, I really did. I tried to, you know, if people are saying, oh, if this photo is real, oh, there is this. I tried to really avoid spoilers. Uh, much in the same way now that I don't, I realized this while I was sitting in the movie theater um, at watching No Way Home, pondering if it will become the first cinematic super spreader event, if you will. Uh, that's where I was going with that previous thought. Uh, <laughs> but but while I was um, sitting in the theater watching the movie, um, I totally forgot what my other thought was now. Sorry. I, I'm just so nervous sitting here doing this and talking to you guys. 
totally forgot what I was talking about. I also haven't had any coffee this morning because uh, I'm trying to do this little bit of business while, oh, I forgot to change the title on the streams too. So that's probably a little confusing as well. I should have, I should have said that. Who, who would know with the old title coming up? Cause this should be NetHead342 spoiler free Spidey exclamation mark update all. Let's see if that works, shall we? I'm sure it won't, but yeah, we're, we're a spoiler-free environment here. Um, while I was sitting in the theater, uh, getting ready to watch No Way Home, this is me trying to pretend like uh, I didn't just remember what it was I wanted to talk about. I realized that I am seeing more trailers now in the theater, and by that I don't mean that there are more before the movies, although, <laughs> yes, there are. My friends, there are plenty more trailers that run before movies now. I think uh, one of the movies, last movies I saw, um, which I can't remember, what, I think it may have been Eternals. There was like six trailers before that movie. And man, if you have ever wanted to make sure that you are just running things to the audience, you're playing to the room, if you will. One of the things I will say is uh, make sure you have something that's going to hold their attention and that is relevant, especially when it's everyone at the very first showing that day of Spider-Man No Way Home. I'm just saying, AMC, you may want to reconsider telling me how cool seeing the Dolby Cinema experience is when I've already bought the ticket and I'm sitting in the theater. That's the type of thing you kind of want to push on the people that are in the other screens trying to get them to come to this one later i'm already in the room i already know it's my best potential image quality even your imac screen although bigger not quite as bright and not quite as sharp if you know what i'm saying so uh, anyway running that and the nicole kidman ad about how cool amc theaters are while you're in an AMC theater already, again, I'm in the chair. You don't need to sell me. I have clearly said, pandemic or not, I'm seeing Spider-Man. Hell, I said it with Eternals. Hell, I even said it with Paw Patrol to make my kid happy. Anyway, while I was sitting there, I was realizing I don't watch a lot of trailers at home anymore. I don't, I don't watch a lot of them. I realized I stopped searching them out. Uh, for example, the Batman trailer, the trailer for the Batman. I had not really watched that on a computer, on my phone. I had seen it in the Dolby cinema theater and boy, oh boy, that's a way to see trailers at a movie theater where they're going to be projected up on the screen. Woo. Uh, anyway, uh, so I realized I'm not really seeking out trailers anymore. So I have now made that long, unbearable time. You are forced to sit there and watch commercials before your movie for the seat that you paid for with an increased cost every single time it seems you go. Not to mention if you got anything in the concession stand, there's 150 to 300 percent markup on items. It cost them about 15 cents maybe 25 now to make popcorn okay and that's including the container they put it in suddenly this has gone from 
spoiler-free fun talk about Spidey to blind rage, and I'm sorry. Again, I haven't had any coffee. It's a very busy weekend here at the Wilkins household. My youngest, Blair, our baby girl, the seven-year-old, is in a local production of The Nutcracker. East County Performing Arts they put the, the dance studio, uh, they are the driving force behind this particular production of The Nutcracker. And my little girl, my beautiful little girl, when she started taking dance classes a few years ago, she's, or, and I don't even know if we had taken her to see The Nutcracker, perhaps. Um, but she, uh, she said, I want to be in The Nutcracker. And well, if you want to do that, you got to do this, that, and the other thing. She put in the time. She went to the classes, even during the pandemic, just outside my office is a nice piece of, of wood that has been crudely trimmed in black duct tape around the edges to make sure they're not sharp. It's been scuffed up on one side for when you need traction. Uh, and it, it was the dance floor that my daughter used during the pandemic when we were under stay-at-home orders. All of this put in the time. She is a part of this production of The Nutcracker, which has meant that Thursday for rehearsal, she was there from 3 to uh, like 9 p.m. So this kid is going way past her bedtime Thursday, gets up, goes to school, and then there was the first uh, actual show last night and we got to see it, got to see my baby girl up on stage dancing. Oh, uh, seeing her set a goal and achieve a goal. Um, it's going to be a very long, busy weekend for her. So I'm recording this Saturday morning uh, while my wife is is out having breakfast and my daughter is at the production crew party, which for some reason they're having Saturday morning. So that's when I'm sitting down to record this, taking a window of opportunity because I've also got things to do. There's backyard maintenance that needs to occur, even though it's gray and crappy outside. Uh, there are the inflatable decorations in the yard that need to be given their final home. And before I can do that, I need to get the leaves off of the lawn. Um, what else? Uh, the front door uh, needs a new doorknob, needs to be changed. It is not, uh, it is not good. Uh, it's one of those things I literally have to argue with my door every morning when I'm trying to open it every day when I want to go out and get the mail. If I decide I'm actually going to brave the outside world, uh, I have to struggle and argue with this doorknob so much so that I've started going out through the garage door and, you know, go into the garage, open the garage door, use electricity and then close the garage door behind me rather than try and fight with my front door. I got to go get a new uh, front door knob slash handle. Looks like a handle on the outside. It's a knob on the inside. So I got to get pick up one of those too and get that installed. I also have a metric F ton of cardboard that needs to go to our local recycling center uh, because of the excess of uh, Amazon shopping. Uh, that also gets done here. And I am the main violator. As a matter of fact, I just went in and canceled all my subscriptions. Anyway, none of this matters. Just wanted to talk about some free-flowing, 
thoughts on on the new Spider-Man movie without getting into any spoilers at all, which I think uh, is uh, possible if you kind of just speak about uh, emotions and what you liked. Now, uh, understand that what I'm saying is completely subjective, okay? Uh, there is no right or wrong. The great Scott Mosier once said, even though he may have been quoting himself, everything is everything to everyone, meaning in, in the court of public opinion, in the, uh, in the matter of perception, of art, of, of film, and the like, uh, everything that it could be subjected to review is any possible reaction or state to anyone. So there is no right or wrong opinion. There are going to be things I'm sure in this movie that some people will like, and I'm sure there are some things in this movie that there will, that some people won't like. I will say that this movie, uh, as a person who has grown up with Spider-Man, in his life. I don't want to say I've grown up with Spider-Man, uh, because I have not. There have been many iterations of Spider-Man, and our ages never matched up, and we never traveled a linear timeline together. But uh, Spider-Man has always been a presence in my life. Uh, he has always been... He's the only superhero I ever really wanted a costume of. Okay. Uh, it started with the campiest thing. There are going to be a lot of people from my generation that will say their first introduction to Spider-Man was the electric company, uh, a, an educational program that aired. I don't know if it was on public access, uh, but it was one of those items. And one of the things that they had was, you know, their Spider-Man would come in and, and help or teach us a lessons or something, but he never spoke. He only had like reactionary word bubbles from what I recall many, many moons ago now, more than I care to admit. And by the way, anytime somebody says more than I care to admit, they've thrown in the towel. They old. I'm just kidding. Um, so it started with the electric company. And then I, uh, when I was, when I had like my first, uh, kind of, uh, I don't want to say medical issue in life, but you know, like the first time something going to the doctor was other than just an ordinary, trip to the doctor, uh, for a checkup or whatever. Uh, I remember that, uh, went to the Seven Eleven right beforehand. Don't remember why, especially since my mother was not, is not a, a convenience store type person, uh, but dipped into the Seven Eleven, And the first comic book I ever bought was a Spider-Man comic book. Uh, and that's, I think I started reading somewhere uh, around the late 200s issue-wise of Amazing Spider-Man. And of course, dipping into Spectacular Spider-Man and then just the self-titled Spider-Man, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, there was also Spider-Man 2099. I was there for the beginning of that. Uh, took in a lot of those issues. Uh, as a matter of fact, in my garage, there is still a battered copy of Amazing Spider-Man number 300. If you know, you know. So 
I'm not a thank you, Beth. I am not a Spider-Man aficionado, to say the least. I'm not going to be the person you come to if you are looking for a breakdown in great detail uh, of the minutia of of Spider-Man. You know, it's like, oh, do what's the first issue that you see Doc Ock in? Amazing Spider-Man number three. Okay, well, maybe there's a little something there. Uh, and, and it's not surprising because once you start to get into something, at least the type of person I am, then you do start to like deep dive on it. And I have, I guess, you know, I, I know I've read all the issues. I'm, I haven't retained them all. And part of the reason is through the beauty of digital comic books as well, being able to go back and revisit some of the ones I did read, catch up on the earlier ones I didn't. But, you know, th that was even, uh, I think, yeah, Spider-Man is like the first thing I back issue hunted as well. And, and, but that doctor visit and my timeline may be off here, uh, but I just happened to be in 7-Eleven just the right time and in my hands and the most, uh, read and, 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 and handled. So it's not like I should, Oh, if I had only kept it because there's no way this thing was ever going to get a, a rating or a quality or a, a grading. That would have been something, I mean, this is the type of thing where if we got to, you know, Superman's first appearance in a comic book, right? You can't see it. Action comics up there. Um, a legit one of those, you know, there, the rarity is so high, something of really crappy quality could still have value. Uh, that's not the case with this one, but it was uh, Secret Wars number eight. So then I had to back, I had to hunt for the back issues of Secret Wars to catch up to that. Cause I just, I think I may have been on the lookout for it because, uh, when I came back into Spider-Man, uh, suddenly he's got a new costume. That may have been what drew me back into interest, come to think of it. But I had it, Secret Wars number eight, where Spider-Man gets the new black and white costume. It was a costume at the time, an intelligent costume, it seemed. Oh, oh. The nuttiness that ensued. Little did we know, right? Hey there, boys and girls. It's your old podcast pal, Ralph, here. Why don't you check out The Ralph Report? That's my daily show, Monday through Friday. You can get an earful of me, and we have a pretty good time. Plus, if you're a Hollywood Babylon fan, and you subscribe at the three- or four-star general levels, you can get the entire back catalog of Hollywood Babylon, the past decade of Babylon's for you to listen to at your leisure. Plus, the four-star tier, they get to watch us record the show live once a week. Plus, there's uh, live stream events, all kinds of goodies. Why don't you go check it out? Go over there at Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash the Ralph Report. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash the Ralph Report. Or check us out at theralphreport.com. Happy holidays. Uh, but to you as well, Beth, I got the chat going on over here as well. So I kind of look glance over things aren't optimal right now, uh, right now. I, it's like, I almost need to have a situation where I can swap my monitors on the fly. Uh, so that which one is, is it, what computer, uh, so, cause you know, right now I'm set up for more along the lines of, of streaming and talking to Trent right there in the monitor that I should be looking at to see the chat, but neither here nor there. Anyway. Uh, so I'm not what you would call a Spider-Man 
super fan. I wouldn't say I'm a, a person that could deep dive on all the details for you, but I am uh, a person that has been a lifelong fan of the character. Uh, I am a person that when I remember in the 90s, <laughs> the majority of the 90s, it was there was a continual and it may have actually started crap in the late 80s. But there was always talk about a Spider-Man movie, so much so that when I was involved with Play TV in the late 90s, a host of another one of the shows, uh, Carl, was it Carl Miller? Is that his last name? Well, I can't remember his last name. Anyway, uh, Carl uh, would say on their show, Two Guys on a Couch, a Spider-Man movie will never happen. So naturally speaking, when we did get to see the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movie, I, as long as it was going to be entertaining, I was going to love it, no matter what. I, warts and all, which by the time you get to Amazing, or you get to Spider-Man 3, there's plenty of warts there. Uh, but, you know, I was just thrilled to have a Spider-Man movie and to see some of the things that we've only seen in cartoon form. And yes, I grew up with Spider-Man and his amazing friends. Yeesh. Um, that Boy, this character really has been in my life a lot. So to see a live action version, whether it's stunt or CGI, of Spider-Man doing... Uh, an attack where he's jumping, webbing, webs while doing a flip and then kicks at the person to both get rid of them and repel himself back in a flip to a standing position. That was pure magic to my eyes. Okay. Seeing anyone flip around was incredible. Seeing anyone climbing around on a surface, it was magical. Uh, so I love the character. Then we got the joy in our world of the Marvel movies. Okay. Uh, we started seeing these movies where they were taking the content that we love and, and forgive me here, but they were somewhat taking it seriously. In other words, like these are events that happen, but they're happening in the world as well. And, and yeah, you know, now we're starting to see people with abilities. The Marvel movies really became magical as well. Even when these are characters where from my perspective have only intersected with my lane of interest. They've merged in. They've exited off the freeway. I was on the Spider-Man freeway. Captain America would come in and through. Daredevil would drop by. You know, you would see these things and you would catch up on, you would catch wind of them. You would understand them. So you understood them on the periphery, which is ironic considering they too are our known characters. But, you know, there's a reason why Spider-Man almost became like the default logo that was on every issue of a Marvel comic book, because it's their most notable character. And as the great Stan Lee said, part of the, be the beauty of the character is that when he's swinging around in that costume, 
and he's got the mask on. It represents the fact that anyone could be behind the mask. You could be behind the mask. You could be Spider-Man. Which, when you see some of the decisions he makes in the comics, you understand why. You know, I'm starting to notice a theme here, okay? If you think about it. In the MCU, and probably in Marvel Comics overall, genuinely, it sucks. And I don't know if I just said genuinely or generally. But it sucks to be a superhero. It sucks. Look at Captain America in the MCU, okay? Guy, scrawny little guy, hates bullies, wants to just do right by God and country. Gets blessed with all the abilities, falls in love, frozen for umpteen years, comes back, becomes a part of something, saves the world, right? Can't deny that. Battle of New York saves the world. Finds a place with another organization, thinks he's making a difference. Turns out it's infiltrated by the same people he was fighting in the first movie. By the time Civil War happens, now he's rogue. You know, he's a war criminal. Finally, big battle happens. Tries to come back together. Half everybody, half of all life, gone. And then to come back from that. Finally gets rewarded with his time with Becky Carter, Agent Carter, in the past. But still, that's a whole lot of suck, right? And, you know, when you look at uh, Homecoming and you look at, at Far From Home, still generally the same thing, right? Peter, it sucks to be a superhero. He finally gets the date with the girl, but it turns out her dad is the bad guy. I, gosh darn it. Sucks to be a superhero. Wants to be an Avenger in the end, learns, moves on. Far From Home. Just loves the girl. Just wants to be with the girl. Spend time with the girl. Got to do the superhero stuff. Oh, I trusted a guy. I made a mistake. Everything's going to hell. All my friends might die. Oh, who made it through that? Wait a second. They also dropped. I'm Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Sucks to be a superhero. All of these things are culminating to one thought about this movie. Uh, I was amazed that they were able to pull off the story that they did in a manner for me that in two hours plus, I don't notice one moment that passes. I am either caught up in moral thought or I am engaged in visual entertainment the entirety of the movie not a frame wasted not a moment that doesn't count for something uh it was literally cinematic magic for me it was Everything you go to a movie for to be 
distracted, to be entertained, and in some ways to emotionally connect, or you're looking to elicit an emotional reaction. Throughout the pandemic, <clears throat> you have to excuse me again, recording this early morning, no coffee, didn't think to bring something in, and I know talking into this microphone for some reason makes me end up coughing. Hello, Sandy Ann. Um, throughout the pandemic, uh, during lockdown, and, you know, turning 50 this year, a uh, lot of reflection. And as a, as, a, uh, as a big man child, as a matter of fact, there's even a Twitter thread dedicated to this moment. The ending of Endgame, uh, I would basically... If I had not watched the entire movie, I would cue it up to the moment where, uh, just after, I believe, uh, Hawkeye has dealt with the situation, uh, and the two Gamoras has happened. I believe it's right after that moment, uh, because it is where Captain America, Iron Man, and Thor are fully engaged. As a matter of fact, I, I think, uh... It, it starts with the lead uh, charge by Thor, then engagement by Iron Man back to Thor. Or no, Cap was in there, but he got smacked to the side. The whole point is, I would cue it up to the moment right before Mjolnir gets summoned. Right? And then I would watch it through. Pretty much to the end of the movie at that point. But I guarantee you, the moment the portals start happening, the moment you hear... Sam's voice. Not even not even the lifting of Mjolnir. That that's not really it. But for me, uh, it's 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 the moment the portals happen. Both because I'm remembering seeing the movie, and and that was one of the things that I had thought immediately after Professor Hulk does the snap of his own to bring everyone back. You know, my, my thought to that point is while they're getting into the shit with Thanos, where, where are all the others? Which that moment answers. But then it's also a culmination of things that happen from that point. And if I am saying something I've said before, I apologize. But my whole point is movies help us get to an experience or an emotional point as well. There's a reason why during this time of year, my wife enjoys watching Christmas movies. And there's a reason why when it's not this time of year, my wife can also enjoy watching Christmas movies because it uh, connects her with the time of year that she likes. Uh, she has memories that she likes around either those movies or those moments. My whole point, film can help connect us. Uh, it can help heal us. It can help provide us therapeutic moments. In that moment, the first thing that happens is not only are we seeing all the heroes return, but we are seeing everyone in what is our known galaxy at this point is all coming together to fight the good fight, to fight for what is right. Uh, and I think in the current geopolitical climate that we're in, 
that's not something in general we really see. There's a lot of uh, division, a lot of arguing, a lot of fighting. When it all comes down to it, those whatever you choose to pin your identity to, please remember you're just a small living creature on, on a giant rock hurtling through space. We all only have each other. Really. You know, and our pets, but still, regardless of where you live, regardless of what you believe, we are all on a rock hurtling through space. We only have each other. So in that moment in Endgame, seeing everyone come back, even those that aren't heroes that we've seen, the masses of those worlds as well, coming through to fight for for life. It's a great thing. Then there is also an immediate emotional impact after the charge is led. And this is something that we have been seeing the evolution of through all of the Avengers movies, uh, the original Avengers, uh, we we get the moment where we go around them basically in uh age of ultron obviously we have the assault at the castle in the beginning and for one moment it's like a splash page in the comic books because there's all of our heroes so for me having lived my life as a journey through spider-man having seen Secret Wars, where all the heroes and all the villains are brought to a battle planet while some character known as the uh, Beyonder, who is all of an entity and intelligence from another uh, universe, is trying to understand humanity, right and wrong, everything else. Assembles this battle planet, brings them all here. Whatever. Observes. Secret Wars, all the heroes... All the villains. Some very visually amazing splash pages in those runs. And to see all of our heroes and their supporting cast and everyone else in that charge to take on Thanos' army. you I never conceptualized... I would see something like this play out on a movie screen in my lifetime. Never thought that would happen. And to see it actually happening. Hot damn. Spider-Man No Way Home brings that kind of energy. Uh, It also, in many ways... Interestingly enough, takes what is a complex story, but again, grounds it and almost in a way takes it seriously. There are moments for laughs. There are moments for emotion. There are moments for action. But still, I mean, that's kind of like the whole thing of the MCU movies really is that they kind of take the subject matter seriously in a way. It's not campy. It's not played up. It's got beats that are funny, that are good, but, you know, again, treated somewhat seriously. 
And uh, Spider-Man No Way Home does the most important thing. I actually, look, without spoiling anything, it recontextualizes the first two movies that Tom Holland has been in. And it makes you finally realize where we have been going on this three-movie journey. And it really makes you hope that we are going to have more of this journey, which will be interesting because Thor is the only original Avenger to have gotten more than three movies, not counting crossovers or uh, the Avengers movies. Because uh, he will have lo uh, Love and Thunder. So I hope that we get to see more of Tom Holland's Spider-Man in Spider-Man movies based off of what we see here. Completely recontextualizes them. Makes you realize the story you've been watching. Uh, and honestly speaking, if you've seen the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies to date, if you have seen Homecoming and you've seen Far From Home, and you're like, you know, they're okay, but one, they don't really feel like a Spider-Man movie. You know, in the first one, it's like, well, well, he's trying to be an Avenger and, you know, he he's like Tony's uh, teacher's assistant, if you will. Okay. He's a mentee trying to impress the mentor. Uh, in Far From Home, he is forced onto a mission that, unbeknownst to him, you know, the villain is forcing upon him, but... Uh, he is also taken on Nick by Nick, well, fake Nick Fury to, spoilers on that one, to, uh, you know, to go on this mission of this movie. This is the first Spider-Man movie that Tom Holland has done where it really is Spider-Man's movie. You know, the everything is predicated on him and the flow is completely dictated by his decisions. And in this movie, he makes the most Spider-Man decisions that get to the heart of the character that we fell in love with in the comic books. That's the most spoiler-free way I can say what I like and what I appreciate about this movie. There is one particular moment that is connected to a moment that we've seen in the trailer that I can't wait to talk about because it is just so simple yet made me so happy and so giddy uh, that I can't wait to talk about it. But we're not going to say anything that will spoil in any way. No way home for anyone yet. I really think like closer to the for content creation, this is pure suicide, but realistically for a platform here like youtube even though you can warn people that they're going to be spoilers and you know honestly if you want to get into the spoiler talk there's probably going to be a fat man uh beyond home show in the coming week where mark and kevin will be talking about it and fat man beyond is definitely known spoiler territory so you know if you're listening to me and you would take that in i would say have at it there Hey man, it's me, Kevin Smith. You know, Smodco and JaneSilentBob.com are housed at WeWork. We're WeWorkers uh, and have been all throughout the pandemic and whatnot. 
<coughs> WeWork is an amazing service. Uh, it's been amazing for us. Um, we got to move into a turnkey, clean joint. Um, we got uh, tons of space, beautiful views, wonderfully designed uh, architecture. Uh, I'm telling you, WeWork has, has been a wonderful home for Smodco and Jay and Silent Bob.com, man. Um, if you've received a package from Jay and Silent Bob.com or from that Kevin Smith club, came right out of WeWork. Right there, man. We're, we're Jordan and Chelsea and and Luke and Jake. Um, and, uh, so many others. Uh, not too many others. Um, work so hard to get you the things you want. You're full of desire. You're like, I want this. I want this. And they're like, we're here to cater to your desire. And that's all because we got a place to work out of. And that's WeWork. Um, we, the one we're, we work out of. The WeWork that we work out of. Um, it's right over by Veggie Grill, convenient as hell. Right, in, right uh, here in. Uh, I'm not supposed to give out the address. <laughs> right here in Los Angeles, and where there are many, man, there are so many WeWorks. Uh, they got them all over the joint, man. They got uh, 24 major cities across the U.S. and Canada. And what WeWork is offering, folks, right now, as they're giving everyone a free day to check out WeWork. And we work on demand. We work on demand unlocks workspaces and conference rooms for $29 a day. You can feel like a professional business person. $29 a day or 10 bucks an hour, man. Shit. Uh, in 24 major cities, like I said, across the US and Canada. They're offering, WeWork is offering a one day free trial of WeWork on demand. Have you ever wanted to know what it's like? Like, I want to know what it's like to have my own private space work in it and write in it or record a pocket whatever here's your chance for free man uh visit uh we.co slash od download and use the promo code kevin uh for a one day free trial you choose your location you book ahead and then you get to work is that simple man can you believe it look i don't know anybody else offering free office space even for a day so give it a shot Mark Bernardin, he works out of WeWork. Uh, when we uh, do the home shows of, of Fat Man Beyond, he streams right out of WeWork. And, and when we're not doing that, he just goes there to write. So WeWork, man, it's right down the street from you, probably accessible as hell. And they're like, hey, come in and try it for free FOC, free of charge. So what are you waiting for, kids? Give it a shot. Be a business person or just have your own office for a day, a month, a year. Uh, over at WeWork, man. That's we.co slash OD download and use the promo code Kevin for a one day free trial. WeWork. I work there. But from from a from a regular perspective, uh I I think like I, I'm I wouldn't be comfortable talking about it until at least sometime after the Christmas holiday, because even though we are, as I mentioned, in the midst of Omicron beginning to spread and Delta virus still being the uh, dominant variant, people are going to go see this movie. And we've got Christmas coming up. Given the atmosphere, I think a lot more people are going to be getting together for Christmas this year than last year. So they're going to be reminded of what their family is like 
And if they haven't seen the Spider-Man movie, they're going to go see it. Or there's just going to be a group of them that discover, oh my gosh, no, I haven't seen it. I want to go see it. Let's all go. And that'll happen around Christmas as well. So, really, I don't want to get into spoiler talk until then. But I thoroughly love this movie. I only hope everyone could have the same type of enjoyment that I had watching this movie when they watch it. Um, because, it, it, well, you know, for the money that we have to spend to go to a theater now, why, why would you... Uh, why would you go to have a bad time, right? I would. Stu bringing up uh, that uh, Tom Holland is such a likable individual. I hope he gets more movies. Indeed. I completely agree with you. I'm of the same opinion. Uh, anyway, that's, that's really all I can say without getting into detail. And boy, oh boy, did we take a journey I wasn't expecting within here. Because I thought I would pop on real quick and just talk about the things I liked and disliked. I didn't really want to write my thoughts down because I didn't want to overthink them. Uh, and I knew under the guise of being live, I would be a little more censored as well, making sure that I wasn't saying anything that could be considered spoilery. But it's a, it, it, for me, it was a great experience. If you have somehow avoided spoilers, uh, I would say try to see it sooner than later because, uh, you know, there are people that, that, we're getting spoiled, I think, by people that had seen a, a showing before theirs being out in the wild. So, uh, and and it, and it's everywhere. You it just you stumble right over it when you're not even expecting it. It's like a it's like a I don't know what it's like. I don't I wouldn't even know how to equate it. But, um, uh, Stu uh, wanting to know, shall we talk about Hawkeye? <clears throat> Uh, I'll dip into it a little bit, uh, but I do need to wrap up, uh, because, um, family's coming home soon. And, and as I've mentioned, lots of stuff to do. I have thoroughly enjoyed the Hawkeye TV series up to this point. It has been fantastic. It too, spoiler territory. If you're trying to enjoy things without being spoiled. Um, but it is, uh, <clears throat> They've, they've revealed some characters there that a lot of people are going to be, or they've revealed a character there that a lot of people are going to be happy seeing, given appreciation for other Marvel projects in other places. But I've really liked uh, the Hawkeye series because, one, it's given us a look into Clint Barton that we've never really seen, and it's breaking down the most interesting part of Clint's story, which is how uh, has he been coping with both the impact uh, of of Black Widow sacrificing herself for all of mankind and having to be there for that instead of being able to make himself the one that would do that. And uh, also, in the for me, what I mistakenly thought would be the coping of having been Ronin. But even in this movie, or even in this series, Hawkeye himself is saying, I'm not I'm not a hero. I was a weapon that was pointed at specific defined investigated targets. And, uh, and you know, then without that, he did the exact same thing on his own. Uh, he has been heroic when he has been with the Avengers. 
but the life he has lived, he has not been a hero. Personally speaking, without getting into the content of the show as well, I almost feel a lot of people have just been like, oh yeah, they're groom. This is Kate Bishop becoming Hawkeye. I don't necessarily think that's the case. Uh, with everything we're seeing, I think we are building up on Disney Plus towards a Young Avengers. And I think the Hawkeye series we will find will have been Clint's journey to accepting what he has done and taking on what he can be, which is a hero and a mentor to other people. I think we're going to be seeing Young Avengers, and I think Clint Barton is going to be the uh, the leader or the guide for that younger team. I think that's where all of this is building. That fracking cat looking good, sir. Uh, I enjoying all the shows, and Spidey was awesome. Glad you enjoyed it, sir. Uh, and I, I'm sorry this was mistitled since we were talking about Spidey, but it wasn't spoilery. So I hope everyone understands it wasn't going to spoil that. But yeah, Hawkeye has been a great experience. Uh, and I really, I feel like if I were to theorize it at, at anything, I would say that that is where this show is leading us. It is both to Kate Bishop becoming Hawkeye, but also Hawkeye not stepping aside. I, I feel like he could be potentially groomed to be the mentor of this new Young Avengers. The only thing, the only regret that I have in regards to that concept is that because of the licensing of Spider-Man between Sony and Marvel, if that is what they were leading, are leading up to, uh, although not a part of it, I think it would be great to see Spider-Man come through at least one of these Disney Plus shows. Uh, and because of that licensing deal, that's the only other thing that bums me out. Uh, because, you know, I, what I was alluding to way back before I got lost in whatever transient thought that I steered away from. Uh, when we had the MCU becoming so wonderful and enjoyable, I was super excited to hear that Spider-Man would be falling back in the hands of these people that were making this cinematic magic for me, bringing comic books to life, Marvel films. Um, I still have that same feeling now, but because of Disney Plus and anything, everything else, uh, I only wish his use was a little more uh, unfettered. He was a little more released. In other words, I really wish... Marvel just straight out owned him so that we could have more of him in both the cinematic. I mean, the Disney Plus and cinematic universe intercedes. That's one of the things that, you know, WandaVision and, excuse me, WandaVision and, and soon Multiverse of Madness, uh, Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, will will show us the, the way that these things are interweaving. Hawkeye has done that too because Black Widow introduced us to Yelena and uh, now we're seeing Yelena in Hawkeye. 
So she was in Black Widow. So she's gone from there to here. If you saw the post credit sequences, Valentina as well. Uh, it was supposed to be that way that we saw her there. And then we saw her in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Instead, it was inverted. So, you know, we're starting to see the way these things are, are integrated and, and why you want to be able to take it all in. Uh, so, you know, you got to get that Disney Plus subscription, right? We're going to get you at the theaters. We're going to get you at home. That's the Disney way. I'm really enjoying Hawkeye. <laughs> anyway, guys, uh, thanks for dropping in with me. I wanted to make sure we got something out. Um, uh, one of the things I have to do today as well is to uh, get Trent's Christmas gift. So it'll be there in time because the intention at this point uh, as long as it does not interfere with my family's schedule at all, is that Thursday the 23rd, Christmas, Christmas Eve, will be the NetHeads Nogathon for 2021. And for the first time ever, I thought of this idea before I heard that Ralph and, and Eddie were going to like open gifts for one another on the Ralph report. Um, I thought this year we should get each other gifts that we open on air. And he asked me, what's the thing? I'm like, ah, we don't have one. Just do whatever you want to do, whether it's a sincere gift or regular gift or whatever. Let's just agree on a, on a cap for what we're going to spend. And then let's see what each other gets each other. So, uh, now I have further, uh, screwed myself. And I said, too, that it has to be through Amazon. So that way we don't have to worry about getting it and shipping it to somewhere else. Uh, not that I, I want to give Bezos more money, but what the hell? Uh, you know what? Anywhere, I, I guess anywhere you could order it from a gift ship. But still, I've got to find a gift that can now definitely be delivered uh, by the 23rd. I'm an idiot. It'll be interesting to see if any of this happens. But I wanted to make sure we got out there in some way. To talk about Spider-Man No Way Home, even though we really didn't that much. Uh, but again, we got to live in a spoiler-free world for a certain amount of time for a certain amount of people. Actually, you know what would be the great barometer would be uh, that I don't get to discuss any spoilers about it until Trent has seen the movie. And then let's see when he sees the movie. Because again, he's got other priorities too. We all got lives. I got to go to the hardware store, buy a new door handle, backyard maintenance. All that stuff's waiting for me. But 23rd, live on the internet, somewhere 6 to 8 p.m. Pacific time, Christmas Eve Eve will be Nogathon 2021. Because I don't know how many we've done now. I'm not going to go back and count them. So thank you very much for joining me, guys. Until next time, my name is Will, and I'll be back soon. This is NetHeads with Will Wilkins signing off. I know, right? But stop being a little Nancy and deal with it. NetHeads. NetHeads. We'll be back soon. Goodbye.